It is Word to the Third Wednesday. My midweek reflections on purpose, life, and growth. I'm Toby Brooks. I'm a speaker, author, professor, and forever student. Each week on Becoming Undone, I bring you guests who've dared bravely, risked mightily, and grown relentlessly. High achievers who've transformed from falling apart to falling into place. But every third episode, it's my turn to reflect, refine, and reprocess on Word of the Third Wednesday. As you may be able to tell, my voice is not cooperating right now. I'm a bit under the weather. If the past few years have taught us anything, maybe you should distance yourself a bit from your AirPods or your speakers, just in case I'm contagious. I don't think what I have is spreading, but it seems like word of the show is, which makes me absolutely giddy. It's been yet another great week, and although this marks only the fifth word to the third, I thought it was time to maybe rebrand a little bit, tweak the identity of what it is we're doing here. I like the idea of a recurring midweek show where we get to go back and examine what our most recent guests have taught us. At the same time, it's also a chance for me to tell some stories from my past or from stuff I'm learning that I think might be helpful for you on your growth journey. That said, Wednesday seemed like as good a day as any, but I figured let's spell it like we say it and also celebrate the victories together on Wednesday. This week, I had a great time interviewing both a new connection, author Steve Safranik, and a longtime friend, Brenda Anderson. Both played D1 sports and both shared a new twist on what I thought had started to emerge as a trend of lost identity following the end of competitive athletics. Most importantly, the identity shift that occurs when sports are eventually over. For Steve, as a walk-on on the Nebraska football team, he quickly realized that he was out over his skis a little bit when he arrived on campus as a linebacker who was routinely getting outrun, outlifted, and generally overmatched by defensive backs and wideouts. It was a rude awakening, but he took it in stride and enjoyed the moment. For Steve, he said the realization that he was never going to have any shot of playing on the next level, which really took hold in his mind two or three years into the program, was actually kind of liberating. It allowed him to let go of sport gradually and without the pain that we've heard from other guests whose careers ended more abruptly. Likewise, Brandon Anderson had a painful and honest conversation with her coach following her junior year, where she was informed she wasn't going to see much of the floor as a senior. While it hurt to hear in the moment, it gave Brandon a chance to really drink in the team experience and understand that her role was to help prepare her teammates for battle rather than to equip herself week in and week out. As a result, she spent less time bitter and angry that basketball was ending on someone else's terms and instead focused on being the best she could be in her assigned role. These stories got me thinking about how I've been feeling in this season of my life. Try as I made to secure opportunities to grow as a leader, an administrator, a speaker, things just haven't seemed to break free for me just yet. I'm confident that they will eventually, but in the meantime, it's been humbling to get passed over for promotions and to fail to get much traction when I've applied for jobs that I thought might be pretty well suited to my skills and my experience. The thing that struck me about Steve and Branda was that they didn't resent those in power over them. They weren't bitter. Sure, they could have gotten selfish and turned inward in an attempt to save face and perhaps even punish the coaches who were sliding them or who weren't giving them their shot. But that's the last thing we should do. Instead, choosing growth and maxing out the role we have, when and where we have it, not only feeds our soul, it makes us even better equipped for other opportunities when they do eventually come down the road. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. He's recently been in the news as a splash hire at the University of Colorado as their new head football coach. I recently heard Sanders explain how he viewed his situation in the NFL when the team that first drafted him, the Atlanta Falcons, didn't try to re-sign him when his initial five-year deal was up. The 
fifth overall selection in the first round of the 1989 NFL Draft, Sanders originally signed for $4.4 million plus bonuses. And there's no doubt he was the most electric player in the league over that span. However, when it came time to renew his contract or to go to free agency, the Falcons opted to pass on that brash and flashy DB. He was saddened, he was hurt, he was angry that the team who had spent their first round pick a mountain of cash and that he had poured himself into for five years showed really no interest in re-signing him when they had the chance. After all, he'd easily been one of the most memorable and dominant players in the league. However, the next season, as a free agent pickup by the San Francisco 49ers, Sanders won his first of three Super Bowl rings in four years. What in the moment in Atlanta probably felt like rejection and a slight actually turned out to be a blessing. Had he stayed a Falcon, it's unlikely he would have ever won a single world championship, let alone three. And who knows, his coaching career might not have ever happened had he not been scorned by the team who gave him his first start in pro football. You know, sometimes we can get ahead of ourselves in the search for what we deserve or what we want, and we can't see that bigger plan at work. What can feel like dismissal and failure in the moment can actually be a hidden season of growth and development, prepping us for a larger stage or a bigger moment if we just let it do the work in us. That's what this show, Becoming Undone, has been for me. This process likely wouldn't have ever started if I had landed one of those prestigious, high-paying jobs that I applied for, but I didn't. And that means, for me, there's work to be done. I've decided to face my fear and my dreams and make this show the best it can be. I'm putting my back into this effort and doing literally everything I can, even when I'm under the weather, to build this into a movement that you can be proud to belong to and that you'll happily share with others in your world who are like-minded and looking to get better every day. And that's where I could really use your help. If you found the show helpful, entertaining, or valuable, could you do me a favor? I promise it won't cost you a dime, but it would mean the world to me. Tell a friend about the show. Like and subscribe to the show's social channels on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And let me know what you think. I sincerely appreciate it. This week I'm also introducing a new part of Word of the Third, Bricks and Buckets. This is my take on the happenings of my week gone by, and it's yet another basketball reference. To the uninformed, a brick is a shot that lands hard and misses the mark. Lord knows I've hoisted up my share of bricks in my time. On the other hand, a bucket is one that sails pure and true. It's that all-net swish sound that's my pick for the soundtrack of my dreams. Think of the whole bit as a roses and thorns or happy and crappies with my hoops-related influence. My brick of the week is my schedule. I'm completely overbooked with tasks this semester. It's impacting my ability to do what I need to do in terms of writing, mentoring, and growing. I've learned that not every opportunity, good or not, deserves my attention or my selection. It's okay to let good opportunities pass me by if they don't align with my purpose. The problem is, everything this semester seemed to do just that. I'm teaching or facilitating nine courses, which is about triple my normal amount. The honest assessment is that I'm too divided and I'm taking on too many optional things that I fear are going to pull my focus from my larger goals. My bucket this week is seeing my son Tay, a junior in high school, take the field today in his first baseball practice of the spring. I've been watching Tate play his favorite game ever since he was four years old. Last year at this time, he was still recovering from reconstructive surgery to his ankle. He was navigating a new school, and he was just generally trying to find his place in the world. Since that time, he's won two state championships, one in band and one in football. He's grown tremendously. He's stronger and more confident, and I feel like he's really ready to take on a new season on the diamond. 
I've watched him play this game for over a decade now, and I have high hopes that with a new coach and a collection of both familiar and new teammates alike, a renewed purpose, and newfound strength, he's ready for a great season. Son, if you're listening, I absolutely love to watch you play. What about you? What are you working on or waiting for? And what are you doing in the meantime to get better every day? I'd love to hear about it. Surf on over to undonepodcast.com and drop me a note. I'm Toby Brooks, and this has been Word to the Third Wednesday. Becoming Undone is a Nitro Hype Creative production, written and produced by me, Toby Brooks. If you or someone you know has a story of resilience and victory to share for Becoming Undone, please contact me at undonepodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Becoming Undone Pod. And follow me at the Toby J. Brooks. Listen, subscribe, and leave us a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, everybody. Hopefully my throat will feel better. You keep getting it.